Good evening and welcome to take two. I hope you guys are doing well there at home. I am here with Randy. Um, want to let you all know that this will be the last take two for this year. Um, we will look into the new year and see what we uh, do differently. We've got some thoughts in, in mind of where we might go, but uh, we will not be meeting together on Wednesday nights um, for the rest of this year, which is just November and December. Um, so like eight Wednesdays or so. Anyway, we'll remind you again on Sundays and we'll have some notices about that. But uh, just so you know here online, we won't be here next Wednesday doing take two. Uh, I'm sure we're going to have some other things going on. I forget when our pact is meeting and some of the other things going on. But we'll keep you posted with those things going on. Well, last week I talked about singularity, having focus, and where it comes into the area of our uh, finances, our... Uh, monetary uh, availability to God, I guess. And so let me read the passage from Matthew 6, verse 19, and then we can kind of talk about that. I've got a passage in Luke that I'll read too, just because they that's, I spent a lot of time on that Luke passage as I felt it was a little bit more kind of in our face than even this one in Matthew. But Matthew 6, 19, Jesus says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. And we'll stop there before we go into the Luke's passage and kind of talk about this. Um, let me get your thoughts just on this passage or on some of the things shared, questions or things that kind of came to mind from you. All right. So I think um, this is, again, we're, it's the Sermon on the Mount. So he's, you've heard this taught probably if you've been around church for any amount of time. And you have all these kind of ideas that you've built up. Um, uh, like I said before, last time I was here, I I've taught the Sermon on the Mount several times, too. So then you yeah. kind of go like, oh, what, what did I teach and what was I thinking? <laughs> because um, it's just it's just different. I think, you know, some of the beauty of the scriptures of this ancient book is that as we kind of get to know the life and times of Jesus, the more we understand what he was saying. Mm -hmm. And and because words, uh, words are words, and we often try to take what he's saying into our own context and not think about the fact that the culture was completely different yeah. 2000 years ago. So that's the, uh, that's the, the disclaimer <laughs> for starting out every time. But I think that, um, you know, this idea and you, and you said a couple of things I thought were interesting and maybe we'll touch background on some okay. of these things too. But, um, the idea that, like you said, he's giving basically a few examples 
of the same thing, mm, but giving yeah. us to his, in different perspectives, which he kind of does often when he teaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's not unlike Jesus, but it is interesting. So like, you know, this idea of the evil eye, mm-hmm. right? Or the, the, the way this, is this the ESV that you're reading from? Yeah. He calls it like a, you know, a, a bad eye. Yeah. The eye is healthy or if or your eye is bad. bad yeah. yeah. So that same, that same kind of concept, the way you, the way you see things, the way you serve or hold on to things. Mm-hmm. It's all, um, it's all very interesting in that our culture is, our culture now, not Jesus's, is all about hyping the wealthy, hmm. right? It's all about um, promoting them to the hero in our society. Hmm. Um, a friend of mine posted this on uh, Facebook last night. He said, if you could swap brains with somebody for a period of time, who would it be? And most people were were picking like Elon Musk or, mm-hmm. or, you know, Donald Trump or, you know what I mean? Like the, these are the people that yeah. the high and mighty of our society that we think, Oh, I want to, I want to pick that guy's brain. And, uh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Cause that really leads into the power and mm-hmm. the, the one who has control. And yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, the idea of treasure and the idea of, you know, earth and heaven is important to understand, you know, where the will of God is displayed or where the wills of men are displayed. Um, and then seeing, yeah, the, the wills of men promote Elon Musk or the Bill Gates or the people of power, um, where you might think, well, the treasures of heaven and like someone like a mother Teresa, or, you know what I mean? Someone who, um, doesn't, I mean, I just, my, I think it was my daughter shared with me or someone did, gosh, there was a lady in Russia who rescued all these orphans and she ended up dying basically alone. But the amount of children she rescued from orphanages and placed in homes is just astronomical and no one knows who she is. You know, but just this finding out about this woman is like, wow. And so there's like a, an example of treasures in heaven, right? Yeah. God cares about the orphans. God cares about those who are put aside. But we care about the Elon Musks, right? Cause, right. Because they get the airtime, you know. Well, they get spaceships. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who wouldn't want spaceships? <laughs> um, and so, and then, but then... Like I said, I think that he's saying three different things, or th- one thing three different ways. He's saying treasures in heaven, treasures on earth, uh, eye is healthy, eye is bad. Um, you can't serve two masters, right? You're right. going to love one, hate the other. And in that Eastern culture, an evil eye was a greedy eye, mm-hmm. was an eye of scarcity, right? Saw that there was a need to hoard for self. And a good eye was an eye of generosity, an eye that saw that there was enough and was generous. Right. And so I think that fits into kind of what he's saying here and having that understanding. And if your eye, you know, is how you're seeing the world, how great is the darkness? If, If you're seeing a world of scarcity, if you're seeing the world with the need for greed, then how much does it affect everything of your life? 
Um, and I think that's what he's trying to get to. Yeah. And it's, and it's interesting, too, because we tend to, I mean, you know, greed is one of the big seven sins, you know? <laughs> yeah. But we, but we have a funny relationship with greed in our society, too, because we kind of value it. Yeah. We might say we don't like it, but the companies that, that we spend our money at, <laughs> the, yeah. the uh, you know, the corporations, the people in, in power, this is a, this is a value that they, that they behold. Yeah. And I, gosh, I was uh, listening to someone who was talking about just when uh, we started, you know, taking land from the Native Americans, one of the things that was written down was the reason we justified it was because they didn't have enough drive to prosper or to move forward. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, they don't have enough drive. They're, they're content where they're at, living on the land, all happy. What's wrong with them, right? They didn't, they didn't have enough drive to push into this whole new age that they saw coming, right? Yeah. And so that was their validation to do what they did because they didn't have, I mean, and I, you could say that was greed, right? They, they wanted more and these people were being happy. too content. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. interesting that that would be the case. It's also interesting because you have, like Alex shared her story on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. um, and I wouldn't say, I mean, you know, Brian joked around and said he had a little evil eye going on. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, like, that, you know, there's people who are wise with their money or mm -hmm. people who grew up in a household where I always think of my, we used to have this dog named Razzle. Um, he was named after a drummer. Anyways, <laughs> he, he, he was... Uh, the runt of the litter, which is why my sister loved him, because he was a little guy that couldn't get into the food bowl while the other dogs were eating. <laughs> but I just remember there was like the alpha boy, the alpha dog, you know, the little puppy that would put his feet in the food bowl while he was eating. So mm -hmm. like, I'm taking up as much room as I possibly can, and all the other dogs are trying to scrounge around him or whatever. Um, <laughs> but in the situation where like, you know, in where the food is the gold and everybody's trying to get a piece of it. Yeah. Just because you get a little bit and you like hold on to it or whatever, I don't think that makes you greedy. So scarcity is, a, you know, that's one of those things where sometimes I, I know families who have lots of kids and their kids all kind of feel like, yeah, got to eat first because my, my big brother's going to eat it all if I don't get mine or whatever. Yeah. I mean, scarcity doesn't necessarily lead to greed. Right. Yeah, definitely. That's a, a good point. It can uh, it can, if you see the world as not having enough, it'll change how you live into it. Um, but maybe it'll show more of who you are at that point. Because um, I know people who have little but are very generous you yeah, know, with what they have. And a lot of times if you've traveled to other countries, you know, you go someplace. We went to Haiti one time and a family served us a meal. And this meal, you know, was a lot for them. And there was like five of us there. And this meal was probably more than they would eat in a week, but they produced it for us, you mm -hmm. know, and you're just like, oh man, part of you feels terrible, you know, just taking so much from them. And then part of you wants to honor their generosity, you know, um, but here's people who are scarce, but have big hearts, yeah. you know, and, and are generous. And so I, I think that was really, really yeah. a big value in Jesus's time too. Was yeah. That idea of like, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to kill the fatty calf kind of thing, right? Whenever, yeah. whenever there's a guest or, 
Um, yeah, definitely a part of that culture. If yeah. someone invites you, you know, to come in or if you invite yourself, hey, let me have this. You weren't supposed to put someone away. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and, and how important that is then in this context, you know, when you start seeing people who would have this idea of, nope, you can't have it or nope, it's mine. You know, that mine mentality where it just keeps coming back to you yeah. and kind of driving to you. And let me read the Luke passage because this kind of jumps into it more, you know, kind of springboarding from what you're saying here. Money is not evil. Um, scarcity is not evil, right? It's really how we live into it, you know, kind of like what Brian and Alex were talking about. You know, there is the ability to just spend and spend and spend and mine, 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 or this ability to take this, be wise with it, and now have the ability to do more with it. Right. And so Luke 14, 33, Jesus says, so therefore any one of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciples. And, and I broke that up a little bit, you know, in understanding the phrases that he's saying, you know, um, to renounce is to say goodbye. You know, if you don't say goodbye. And the idea to all that he has is all the things that you hold, right? All the things that you are holding in relationship with and does not have the power basically to be my disciple, right? Because your, your power is being expended holding up the things that you need or want. That's kind of the idea of it. So what did those words always strike me, right? Those words are always convicting. Yeah. I always hear those words and like, okay, you know, because you start taking inventory. Like, yeah. Immediately you're saying, what do, what do I, what am I putting? What am I serving essentially? Yeah. Because that, that word too, like, you know, back to Matthew, just for a second, that, that idea of serving two masters isn't necessarily saying, uh, you, you can't, like you said, money in itself is not evil, mm -hmm. right? But that's, he's saying you can't serve them both. Or maybe some translations might say worship them both. Mm -hmm. But it's not saying you can't let one serve you while you serve another, mm -hmm. right? So so that kind of, the idea of, of servanthood, I think, or being beholden to um, a debtor, the scripture yeah. that Brian brought up, or you know, the, the custom made couch or whatever, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because we do, we kind of, we allow ourselves or from, in my case, it's a Telecaster. This is my closet that I've never even played. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, but it's like, ah, the light <laughs> comes on. I'm like, there it is. Yeah. I own that. You know what I mean? But, yeah. but does, but does it own me? You know what I mean? Yeah. You have to ask, you have to take stock, I think, because we can put, uh, we can become beholden to, um, furniture or people. Yeah. It, or church, right? Or, I mean, it, or our own culture. Yeah. It, it could be religion too. All these yeah. things can have hold of us. And I, I think that's an important thing is Jesus isn't, you know, telling us we have to give up things. He's telling us that we have to maybe give up the relationship that we have with some things, the relationship that is unhealthy, that is holding yeah. us or we're holding on too tightly and not willing to let go. You know, what happens when, you know, Judah spills the juice on the couch? What am I going to do? You know, am I going to 
have a fit and am I going to, you know, lose it or who am I going to respect more the couch or my grandson, you know, and mm -hmm. it doesn't mean I shouldn't try and make him stay off the couch, but you know, when something happens, it, and it's going to happen eventually, you know, it's furniture, it's going to happen. What do I do? You know, there's nothing wrong with being careful, nothing wrong with, you know, having his little table, you sit over here, but what is it that I really value more and what happens when that relationship is tested, those things happen or, you know, like the guitar finances get, you know, difficult and you have to sell it, um, <laughs> you know, those kinds of things. It's like, okay, is it holding on to me where I need to put food on the table or I can have this guitar in my closet? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like you're yeah. making those decisions. <laughs> and then the idea of the kingdom of heaven comes into that play. It, it, it expounds even more. It's like, it reminds me of like Schindler's List when, you know, at the end of the movie, he's like, this ring could have saved like one more person. I you thought know? about Schindler's List when you're talking about the, the Russian lady in the orphanage. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> those yeah. people. Right? Yeah. Those, it's those like, people. this could have helped one more person if I would have done more, you know, in mm -hmm. spite of all that he did, this idea of I, I could have done more. And so um, I, I think we have to weigh those things, right? It's like, there's not the, you have to do it. It's, just where's the allegiance you know where yeah. where is the awareness yeah and that's a that's a good you know i always try to have that kind of the kind of mindset shift where it's like i don't have to do it but i get to do it yeah and one of those things is way more powerful <clears throat> than the other yeah and again it goes back to that relationship i talk kind of about you know when you have a relationship with exercise and you like to do it then it's not a difficult thing you know, if you don't have a relationship with it and it's a burden or a labor, then it's hard to keep it up because mm -hmm. it's a chore. It's not something that you want to do. And I think there's a lot of things in life like that when, you know, it comes to helping someone out financially or doing something, even like what, you know, Brian and Alex were saying, you know, all of a sudden it was like, look at, we can do this with our money. We can help these people. We can mm -hmm. be generous. And it was like, oh boy, we get to, it wasn't like, oh man, but I could get mm -hmm. another, you know, love seat, you know, or <laughs> I could get, you know, another guitar. It's like... <laughs> I'll stick with the furniture you can have because <laughs> I've got enough guitars too. To, I'll just stay out of there. Um, but it becomes something where it changes your whole perception of how you're looking into it, right? Now I see needs. Now I see the ability to meet needs or else, again, I see what I want and this takes away from what I want. You know, yeah. and how do I measure it? Yeah, and... I was thinking about this, um, and I wonder what you think about it, because James talks about the same, this is a similar thing, mm -hmm. right, in the first chapter, where he talks about single-mindedness, essentially mm -hmm. having this kind of same idea. And he talks about, you know, asking for things in prayer, for example, and not doubting, mm -hmm. but having a single-mindedness. Do you think this relates anyway? Yeah, I think so. I think that the single-mindedness that James is talking about has to do with the life that God is wanting us to live, right? I, I think, you know, ask and not doubt. Why wouldn't you doubt? Well, because I know this is who God is, and I know this is what God wants. You know, he also says that everyone is tempted when he's drawn away by his own lust, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so that idea of lust, again, is the desire for 
you know, and so he's comparing this idea of the singleness of the mind and the double mind or doubles. You yeah, know, he calls it double. Mind. Yeah, double mindedness. Um, I think it's similar where the singleness of mind is the mind that's in line with the kingdom, the treasure in heaven kind of thing. And the double minded is the one that sees, wants, and that's what hmm. struggles, you know. It's not like, oh, I really pray that I'm healed. Oh, but I doubt it. Oh, that's it. I'm over. You know, I, I think it has to do with those two kind of ways of living into who God is. I think, I think that, I think so too. But then the next kind of like place my mind goes is like, so what's, so then, you know, Jedi's couldn't get married because they had to have a single focus. <laughs> <laughs> so where do we where do we go like you know what i mean like uh -huh. you know okay i need a new car am i am i now stepping over the line you know what i mean yeah and that's where you know i don't know if it's two weeks ago where i talked about the will of god is pretty open right yeah. I, I don't think it's a tightrope we have to walk I, I think you know it's mm -hmm. do good love justice you know love mercy you know that's kind of it yeah, and if you can do that with your car, then great. If you're, you know, if I'm buying a car, and in my mind it's like, you know what, I know that you know this person in my family is struggling and gonna lose their home or get kicked out of their apartment because they can't make this month's rent, but I really like this car. You know, those kinds of things, if that comes to your mind, if that is a scenario and I'm weighing those things, then I need to weigh that heavily. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I need to see what is more important to me and be careful not to justify it. Well, you know, if they wouldn't have, you know, mm -hmm. bought that, you know, whatever, then they would have enough money for this. You know, we can justify a lot of things even like the Pharisees did where, oh, this money is dedicated to God, so I don't have to give it to my parents, right? I don't have to take care of them because yeah. it's Corbin. It, it's dedicated to God. So now I get to use my spiritual language to justify myself, yeah. you know. Um, but I think those things happen every now and then to me where I get challenged with how I'm going to do things, what I'm going to do with money. Yeah. You know, if I'm going to be generous or not. And I feel like happy people are generous people, right? At least most of the ones I know. Yeah. They're pretty generous. I mean, and again, it doesn't matter the amount of money they have. The generosity seems to lead to this, um, I don't know if I'd call it carefree, but just overall joy, it seems like that comes from not having that. And I think that's the whole minimalist kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. I mean, definitely, like you said, if you travel the world and you go to, a, you know, you go to a country that's, that's not quite this developed. Right. And you yeah. see kids playing in their underwear outside and they're like having the best time ever. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I didn't laugh like that when I was seven. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are they doing? Yeah. But you know, and I, and you hear those stories constantly from people who yeah. travel or if you've ever, you know, been to Mexico or whatever, like you yeah. see that. You see that stuff all the time. And not just in other countries. You see it here, too. Like, in yeah. poor communities, people know how to live. You know what I mean? People know how to enjoy what they have. Yeah. Um, but there is the, the pull for 
you know, I'll speak for myself. There's definitely the, the allure of like nice cars, big houses, like those types of things. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But you have to, like you said, I think there has to be some kind of like, um, I don't want to say has to, we get to yeah. decide based on kingdom principles, how we, how we do with that, those things. Yeah. And you know, it's hard to tell what, hard to say what I would do if I was in that situation, because I've never been in that situation. Yeah. Right. But the people I know who are in those situations, at least a few of the people I know who are very well to do and affluent, um, a few of them are very generous, you know, yeah. and it, it's like, I don't know if comparatively, you know, how you put that, you know, do you get a percentage, you know, percentage of what they have, but then there's a percentage of responsibilities to employees, you know what I mean? There, all these things fall down the line. And so it, it's not a, a steady line. It's kind of moving depending on a lot of things, but relationship keeps coming back to me, this idea of the relationship with the things you have. And if the relationship with your uh, success Let's use that word to cover kind of everything that covers your stuff, covers your business, covers your, you know, all the things that you have. Your relationship with that is really what Jesus is going towards. It, it's how are you holding it up? Mm-hmm. And if you're holding it up is requiring so much of your energy that you can no longer hold up these other things that are part of the treasures in heaven, then you're in this place where you're can't serve the two right and you know i don't think that looks the same for everyone because everyone's relationship is different with the stuff yeah um and so it could be someone who has little stuff but their relationship with it it really holds on to Mm -hmm. them you know where no this is my car and my car is my god and i'm just gonna man make sure nothing happens to it and everything's about that and i'm gonna give up the things i could do because this is what's more important to me, you know. It kind of can look like a lot of different things. Yeah, and, and I'm sure it does in every household. Yeah, and that's another thing. I mean, just in the household, having the dynamics of people living in a home and having different relationships with things that come in, right? I yeah. mean, with Corrine and I, because Corrine's very generous. She's more generous than I am sometimes, you know. Um, and so when I feel that idea of scarcity, you know, there's been times where money has been short and she's been generous. And I feel like you're being generous with my money. You know, it's like uh, she's working now. So it's like, but even that thought, right. It's like, it, it catches me. It's like, okay, why am I saying that? Is there validity to it? Is she not aware of things or am I just having an evil eye? You know what I mean? You're, yeah, it's the same, like like what uh, Brian and Alex talked about, that feeling of cutting up credit cards, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but what if I need, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you kind of do, you go through all those emotions and like, yeah, yeah it's the same, same in, in, in our house too. When, um, uh, you know, when I had the big corporate job and was making some money, it's like, it's easy to be generous. And now when I, it's not, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but my my wife still is, you yeah. know what I mean. So there's those those things too, and I'm like, okay, like as long as we can pay rent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and gosh, so many things come to mind. I mean, there's so many uh, 
places that it can go, you know, responsibility uh, to save. You know, do you save money or do you just spend it? Um, those kinds of things. Do you, you know, are you wise with the money that you have because you see it as something that you're able to use or are you, again, just it consumes you, right? It consumes, yeah. consumes, consumes. And again, I, I, I know that I feed into this. You know, I'm training a dog whose name is Cooper right now. And it's just going through Instagram and in Instagram came up dog stuff and a dog collar and the name Cooper was on the collar. It's like, that was just like, okay, you know, who's listening to me talk to this dog all day <laughs> and calling it, you know, Cooper and then just realizing it. But something in me says, I should get this collar for their dog. Right. Just in my mind, it's like, oh yeah, I could get that. And that'd be so cool getting, you know, and I was like, why? You know, these people are well-to-do. They can get their own collar. I don't need to buy their dog a collar. <laughs> Is it really because I want to please them? It was just, it was so strange that that my mind went there because I normally I wouldn't have thought anything, you know, but just that it had the dog's name on it. Yeah, I can spend 15 bucks, get a dog collar and buy it. You know, it's like, yeah, I don't need to buy a dog a collar. <laughs> uh, he's got a collar. He's got plenty of collars, you know, and, and he can't read it. What You know, what does he care? So... It's just interesting that pull, you know, to yeah. press and click, you know. Oh, yeah. Look at that. I can get that, you know. So. Prime one day. I got some things in my <laughs> got some things in my list for Prime one day. So don't mention that yet. Um, this mic was Prime one day. It was. Yeah. It was like half price. So. Deal of the day. Yeah. So see right now treasure in heaven right here <laughs> you love it when it's a gadget <laughs> when it works out that way um any other thoughts that you have or questions that you have um or comments or comments there's the fruit in the fridge to, i didn't take it out but uh, no i mean I, I think really you know the, you can this is my thoughts. Okay. The gist, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus saying that you can't serve God and mammon. Mm -hmm. And, um, or saying that you can't, you know, be beholden to a bunch of things and be his disciple at the same time. Mm -hmm. I think those are, like you said, those are convicting and those are worthy of some thought. And like, like I said, maybe taking stock of like, do I really put this before people or before Jesus or whatever mm -hmm. it might be. Right. Those are, those are good questions to ask yeah. and they're hard to ask. But the gist of it is like, you know, it's not like you said, money in itself is not evil. It's not, it's like, I think of like TV or culture or music or movies, anything that we like, you know, it can be good or bad. Yeah. And money is the same. It can be good or bad. Right. If we are, are serving it, if we are beholden to it, if we are uh, worshiping it for, you know, a stronger word, then probably in a, a wrong spot mm -hmm. to be moving forward in the kingdom. Right. Yeah. But if but if we have a, the right relationship with those things, then I think it makes sense that we're bringing them along with us into the kingdom. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think. That gets to again the relationship aspect of yeah. it. I mean, and all these things are formational, right? They're they're forming who we are, 
Um, Jason just sent a comment, you know, not having much money, feeling guilty that he can't give as much as he would like, you know, that shows a relationship that he has with what he has, you know, um, that he would like to do more, but he, he can only do so much, you know? Yeah. I feel that. And, and it would be a shame for someone to put a burden on, you know, someone who doesn't have a lot to have to give because, you know, just, you know, I mean, we've all seen it on TV and, you know, so many times I've heard this talk about giving to the church and I wanted to stay away from mm-hmm. that. Right. I didn't want to say, so give yeah. us your, because the treasures in heaven is not the church giving to the church. It, it's so much more. It could be right. It could include those things. It could be part of that, but it's not the giving to the church is not what it means period. Right. And so many times I've heard sermons where that's been the end results because they mm-hmm. want the money to come into the church. Um, but it, this is formational in our life and it's a counter programming to maybe how we live in a world that sees only material things and doesn't take into consideration the mysterious relationship between us and each other and things. Right. Because there is something mysterious, even the language that's used where, you know, you're holding it up, you know, or it has power over you, you know, all these things are interesting words to use for just things. You know, we, we don't see, I think many times that we are in relationship with things and cultures and people and those relationships can go bad or, or go good. You know, they can do well for us and for the things that seem to be what God cares about, which is people and helping and loving others, right? Or they can become that self-serving and everything is mine, you know, and yeah. there's the hoarding and the, the getting those things. Um, I know some people who are pretty well-to-do who hoard, and it's pretty strange to see the things that people hoard who have a lot of money. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of them are just like, this is cheap. What do you have this for, right? And it's broken. It's like, why would you hold? And I think that hoarding is almost a powerful illustration of what this idea is, Yeah, you know? Yeah, it's good. Any words of wisdom? <laughs> Let it be a smile. Well, Jason, thank you for chiming in. I know it's past your bedtime right about now. Um, again, reminder, we will not be doing take two uh, for the rest of this year. We're going to do it through November and December. So we will not be here next week, and we will see in what happens the new year. But again, appreciate you guys for being here tonight, and you're welcome again to join us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. here live or online, but we are meeting live, and nothing else happening this week, um, but we'll keep you posted on the other things that are happening soon. All right. All right, guys. Take care. You have been listening to the Genesis Podcast. 
we invite you to join us at one of our weekly gatherings. You can find more information at www.thegenesisstory.com as well as opportunities to help financially support this podcast. Thank you for listening.